of the news of Sean Payton's hiring and looking ahead to Billy and KC. Safeway presents Stokely and Zach. Why is the investment that the Broncos have made at coach and quarterback not lined up at all? Like, at all <laughs> with the expectations around here. And Stoke, I'm trying to figure out when or if that will actually change at all. So you're saying um, because we got two, well, we got a high price coach and a high price quarterback, but expectations for most rational people are. Hey, eight wins, nine wins, you know, type of year, seven wins. I mean, you thought seven maybe, but eight, nine win, you know, type of football team. We're not, no, I don't think anyone's really saying 11 win football team here this year. Haven't heard any of that. No, but you're spot on. Like, 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 think about this sentence. In the last year, the Broncos have given up three first round picks, three second round picks, a fifth round pick. And three players for Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, yet the expectation of the team, it feels like the ceiling is, I don't want to say ceiling is is, is, is a winning record, but for, for me, that's kind of where it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, well, I think, I think because look, it's been six years of losing football, right? Six, mm-hmm. six straight losing seasons, six straight. So that's what we've seen. That's what we've had here. And we realize this, that this roster needs a big um, overhaul, needs, needs a lot of upgrades, right? And also on top of that, the quarterback that we had hoped would be, you know, in his prime, looks like he's got one foot, you know, out the door. One foot in retirement here. So, like, like I, I get it. You know, we, 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 most of us really like the hiring of Sean Payton. Yep. And but but Russ is um, not who we thought he was, and I think that's the uh, um, that's the hangup. And now we're all like holding our breath this year with Russ, just kind of hoping we can get competent, consistent play from him. Not great consistent play, no. Not upper echelon consistent play. Just just be competent, right? And that that's our hope. So how can you go into this thing, you know, expecting the Broncos to get to ten wins? Yeah, I, I actually haven't heard anyone say ten wins. Now I'm sure there are people are are that that are out there that that think the Broncos can win ten games and du- and literally Didn't double Mayor their win. Say twelve, thirteen this year. He, he's 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 got a Hall of Fame of uh, of uh, uh, resume building of takes that we're actually working on here uh, behind the scenes. Putting that together to to surprise him with maybe Love next it. week we can maybe do a power ranking of takes from James that we hate. And you know what, you know, just while we're on that, um, yeah. you know, I, I got here early today just grinding, um, and I was uh, looking through Twitter, and, you know, James is 16th hole at, at uh, Waste Management, hanging out of the 16th hole. He's like, oh, isn't today a work day? So he's criticizing Greg Penner. Right. Days after landing Sean Payton. Yeah. When the trade was already announced and the compensation the was announced. done. You're c- crushing Crushing, yeah. Greg Penner for golfing. When Sean Payton, we find out, was actually in the building when you were having the segment, right? Working, yes. <laughs> and then he's golfing, right? And we're canceling our sales meetings here at right. the fan. Yeah, we got big, big meetings every week. They have 
It gets canceled. Because James is at the Waste Management Tour. Yes. Huh. During the middle of the week. This is a big week. That it's is a big week to Super Bowl week. We need is, all hands on deck. That is some irony right there. It's, it really is, isn't it? Really, really is. Um, I mean, it, you know, you're talking about five days later. You know, he's you know taking a full week off to go relax and go golf and hang out the waste management. Our our hit with him yesterday was actually questionable because we weren't sure if he was going to start his round yet. That's right. And like that's just the truth. Yes, that is the truth. Um, and he did make time for us, so he did. We we give him credit for that. And we didn't hear, you know, he didn't Mike Clissus. Yes. Hey, y'all, go, y'all go through. Y'all go through. I'm uh, doing this hit. Oh my! We've God. had some. We've had some classic. And Mike we was have. on the golf course. Yes. And he was waving a group through yeah. on the tee box because he had to finish his hit with us. Yes. Yes. We had that happen. We had Patrick Saunders say, "Hold on, guys, I have to put you on hold to put in my Chick Fil A order Chick-fil-A. in the drive-through." Yeah. Twelve piece nugget. Um, Sweet tea. <laughs> Large. I mean, what else have we had happen here with us on oh, the air? Been, I mean, we, we had the Vaughn thing. We had Mike. Mike hiked one day, I remember. He was, like, hiking. And, oh, yes. And, yes. And he was just so out of breath. Like, Mike, where are you? What are you doing? He was taking a walk in his neighborhood, and um, and you couldn't hardly understand. I, I thought we were going to have to give him the Von Miller oxygen mask. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, and we're missing one. And we're 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 missing one or two. I saw Vaughn in the airport. I saw, saw Vaughn in the airport a couple weeks ago. The Denver airport. Yeah, saw him in the airport. I was just going down the middle escalator thing, just cruising, minding my business early one morning, and he was just going on the other way. And so you guys were like literally two yes. shifts passing. Yes, no way. And I looked up. I'm like, did you reach out and dap each other? <laughs> oh, high five. Um. He didn't look at me. I looked at him, and I, I just didn't. I didn't. I didn't say anything. Um, but he had a buddy with him, and his buddy kind of glanced at me like, I don't know if he knew or not. Um, and I just kind of just kept going, mind my business there. I don't know if. Uh, but we're good. Yeah, we're good. It's all, I, it's I, I just. All good. It, but it caught me off guard. Like you just kind of look up, and like oh, and then he was gone. Uh, but he was at the, in the Denver airport for a little bit. So all right. Hopefully, it was like, oh, stop. Oh no, stop. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome, Ron. <laughs> hopefully, the, hopefully, the, hopefully the knee's doing well. Right? Yeah. Had the ACL surgery. Yes. Hopefully that's doing well. Uh, Buffalo missed him. So. Oh, they missed him in a big way. Yeah. But even even if he plays, they 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 were outclassed. They, even if he plays, I just think the Bills were outclassed, a little bit overrated, um, by the time that they actually right. got to the game. Yeah. And Which that is, just tells you about just real quick, and we're going off course here, um, and. Uh, but that just tells you about the NFL, right, and the NFL season. Buffalo was one of the favorites to start the season, obviously, and they had a really good year. But that opener, remember the opener? Against the Rams. Against the Rams. We were at a right. poker event. Yeah. Bows. Yes. Brownsteins. Yes. Um, Chauncey was there yeah, raising money for yeah. the, uh, yeah. Chauncey's foundation, Coach Porter. Yes. The Porter Billups Foundation. Yes, yes. Um, good recall. Now. Yeah, good uh, Raised a lot of money. Uh, Bo did a great job. Chauncey was there. Great chat with him. Yeah, it was. Um and they beat the brakes off the Rams. Yeah, the way they started that season, and it was like, oh my gosh, right? And and it's just, but it just wasn't the same, you know. It just kind of fizzled out there towards the end, and they had trouble running the football. They were one dimensional. Their defense wasn't the same. You have a few injuries, and you know, the next thing you know, it's so the NFL like 
you, you can it's it's so many different seasons rolled into really one season. It is, right? it is, it is. It and, is. And we can't forget that. But we 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 get caught up in the moment and yeah. like how you're playing right now. I remember Cincy this year. They played Cleveland and Cleveland absolutely waxed them. Waxed them. Right, just just blew the brakes off of them, thirty-two to thirteen. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. And after that, Cincy went on a big time run. After they did. that, they got their they stuff did. together. Yep. Uh, but it was like, oh, Cincy's man, they're not the same this year. They're done. You know, they're just not the same football team. And the Ravens were the huge favorite to win that division. Um, and of course, I threw a little little something on it. And oh um, no, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I had LeBron. I had LeBron last night to, to break the record. Awesome. No, 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 no. no. Tomorrow night. Oh, tomorrow night against the Bucks. So not, not awesome. Not awesome. No, no, no. no. I had it. I had. I want to circle back to LeBron because I got a thought yeah. or two. But, um, no, but by the way, Cincinnati didn't lose a game after that. Didn't lose a stinking game. Yeah. Um, teams changed. Right. Teams changed during the season. If the Super Bowl was played on Week One, I have no doubts that Buffalo would have won. That team right. that, that yeah. we saw. Oh, Stoke. They lost three games all year by a combined nine points. Wow. Think about that. Thirteen and three. Three losses by a combined single-digit number. They outscored their opponents this year by 169 points. It wow. didn't look they be- like they belonged on the same field as the Bengals. Yep, at home. At home. And just got waxed. Got pummeled. Outclassed. <sighs> you all right? Yeah, you haven't seen a thing of Bill since. They're just, they're just out, 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 out. You need to take a little break. You, were, you were wearing it out a little bit, those, mm-hmm. those bright blue pants. Oh gosh! Right, those things. Whoa, whoa! On that pale skin, they're the side you know? pants. <laughs> um, back to this conversation about like it is. It, it is a little bit bizarre. It is a little bit bizarre that you could make it a it, like when, when you talk about making investments into positions or or, or or a coach. There is not two positions that would trump your coach and your quarterback, in my opinion, building a football team. No, nope, you're and, right. And in the past year, you've given up three first round picks. Three second-round picks, a fifth-round pick, and three players for a coach and a quarterback. And we're hoping, we're hoping the team can win more games than they lose. No one's talking Super Bowl, but the investment says you should be. Yeah. But the reality of the situation says you're not. not the case. Well, that's because you're quarterback and the way he played. I mean, you, you got to have the Jimmys and the Joes. You need a quarterback to win in this league. We thought we had one. And now we don't think we have one, and we're praying we have half of one this year, you know. And and so that that's why our expectations and our mindset is so different than what it was a year ago when we got Russ. And forget Nathaniel Hackett. Who cares? Like, if you have a good quarterback, it's hard to screw up a good quarterback. Right. Like, whatever. But it's the Russ factor here is why we uh, aren't having the expectations that we were because – we know we got a good football coach. We know that, and uh, but but we're just not sure about the quarterback. It's it's kind of all over the the map with him. And you're you're you know if he can get back to playing at a, at a decent level consistently, then you know with this team obviously will be a lot more competitive. But just I think we all I don't know. I mean, me and you agree that the the great days of Russ are probably gone, right? I I, I just I really can he get back to it like Zach. I mean, this is Russ. Like we got to give him some credit, put some respect on that name, right? We, I mean, we do. He was so he was a great player for a decade. Yes, and then all of a sudden, is it done after one year? Can can Sean, you know, get him back to playing at that elite level? I mean, that's what he was. He was an elite quarterback. Can he, he get back to that elite level? I mean, can he? 
I don't like, think. Why a, not? A, a, why? I mean, what does elite say to you? Elite, elite says elite. thirty and seven. 30 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Okay. That, that type of okay. year. I mean, that's elite, right? Yeah, you you're, you were thinking stats. I was thinking, like, quarterback ranking. I think you can have, Quarterback like, ranking, go I ahead. I think you could do, like, five elite quarterbacks. You can't go, like, oh, there's nine elite quarterbacks and one-third of the league has an elite quarterback. I think there's, like, three, four, maybe five. I think of Mahomes. I think of uh, Allen. Uh, and I know everyone's down on Allen. He's the least of Buffalo's problems. They got a whole bunch of issues here. Um <laughs> It's like, it's like it's just like throwing Melvin Gordon out there to you. I mean, it's just like you're gonna take the bait. They're such just, a flawed team, and everyone wants to put it on Allen. Like, right, no, you can't like, put it on. Come on, put it on Allen. Uh, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert. This is the least of their problems, right? Burrow. <laughs> and um, what do you think about their defense? That's probably um, cubic zirconium. Right. Is what I think. Yeah, oh, there you go. Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, <laughs> and Burrow for me, are the top five quarterbacks in the sport. This okay. time last year, I put Rodgers in there. I just don't think he's in that upper, upper echelon. He's somewhere in the dark. Dark, dark. Cleansing him. Oh, God. What he in does. the dark. We'll, cleansing we'll, in the dark. We'll get to that a little bit later. Um, but you can't Whoa. say there's like nine elite guys. I think there's four or five, and Russell's no longer going to be a part of that group. Well, well, but but listen, okay, I, I'll, I look at it differently. And it's not about, okay, him being maybe at the end of the year up there with the top four guys, five guys. But can you be elite five, six, seven, eight games out of the year? How about that? That's what we need. I like it. You know what I'm saying? That's what we need. Be elite eight games of the year. Okay, maybe these other guys are elite 15, 16 games out of the year, whatever the case may be. But let me see elite Russ six, seven, eight games. How about that? We'll take that, right? And maybe you're not a top five quarterback. But if you can be elite, you know, eight games out of the year – that's what we need, right? That's how I look at it. A thousand percent agree. My problem is, and my dilemma is, I didn't see one even second cousin of a, an elite game this year. So to manufacture seven or eight right. because of Sean Payton is just add water and stir, and you're going to get, it's just like, ah. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. It's possible. Right. It's I'd, possible. Anything is possible, was once said yes. by your best friend, Kevin Garnett. Yes. Right? Um but, and, I, and I, I do agree with you there, but ultimately I look at this and say, okay, we got Sean Payton. He's going he's gonna to have something that's better for Russ, right? And that's what I'm hoping for. So that's going to that's gonna be a positive for Russ. His coaching, his game planning, his offensive philosophy is going to help Russ out a lot. And then I'm going to also have to count on Russ doing his part here, right? Russ realizing I need to approach this situation differently oh, yeah. this year. Oh, yeah. Right? Sure. I um, need to tweak some things when it comes to my approach here. And, you know, when it comes to, hey, you know, losing 10 LBs, right? And and and, and saying my mobility's got to be better. I got to use my legs a little bit more. That's okay. And that is okay. And then, and then Sean Payton and his staff will help with the footwork and the reads and the progression and just the offensive philosophy, the thought process going into things. And we'll see a, a better Russ, right? And will we get those six, seven elite games? You know, I, I, I don't know about that. But I'm just hoping. That, that, that's where my hope is right now. That's all we really can do um, to hopefully get Russ back on track. Like those things all being um, headed in the right direction and being fixed and being corrected. And now we get the better Russ. I like it. I mean, I, you could like the way that you just framed everything right now. 
it's not crazy. It's really not. This is still a good defense. You right. should have a, a strong running game. We'll see what happens with the offensive line. You're getting receivers back. But, like, what you put on his plate, and that's what Sean Payton has really talked about so far. It's like, lower the degree of difficulty for this guy. It was just too much of Russ. Um, it was just too much. Like, if I'm, I'm a four, my four-year-old son, Owen, like, he's to the point where, like, I can ask him to do some stuff, and he can actually legitimately help. Like, this past week, I'm upstairs, and I we have this little— Get like, the vacuum out! Yeah, that's what it was. It, it was it was my portable red vacuum. He knows exactly what it is. He knows exactly where it is. Isn't that what you bought your wife for her birthday, right? That's right. Cr- it was a birthday or Christmas. Yeah. I forget. Yeah. Um, it's a good one. And— it actually has been huge for our house. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, everyone needs a vacuum, but it's a, it's a handheld. Yeah, so like the, 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 like the <laughs> ways that handheld, the ways though. that you could use this like craftsman like workshop yeah. vacuum. You, the possibilities are endless. Yes, all over you the place. Because you don't realize they until have you attachments. Have it. Right, exactly. It's the That's, best. Welcome to 2023, Zach. I mean, 99 percent of the vacuums have those things. There you go. Great, so, great gift. So, so can't I can't wait to hear what you're getting your wife for Valentine's Day. So, washer, dryer. Uh, I already got the washer and dryer for her. That was last year. That was, I'm not even kidding. No, these these are big household gifts. Right. That, I know. That you got to get your wife for her her holidays. Just stop. So, okay. Sorry. I, like my kids to the point, it's like, hey, Owen, can you go downstairs and get daddy the red vacuum in the pantry? And he's like, sir. Yes, sir. Kind of like, yes, I can do. I know I can do this. And he can go do it. I can't say, Owen, can you go get the vacuum and and do the stairs, the edges of the stairs. Like, I'm not going to ask him to do that. It's unrealistic. I don't want to, like, you know, crap on Russ, say, like, it's unrealistic to ask him to throw three touchdowns a game anymore. But just manage, like, your expectation of who he is at this point. Simplify stuff. Make it simple. And I, I, yeah. I, I don't know what else approach to take at this point, given what we saw this past year. And he's like, going to be a year older. He's turning 35 this fall. I, I don't know what we're going to be looking at. I really don't. No. I, look, I'm nervous about it. Certainly. I'm, I'm going to try to – I was trying to spin it to be optimistic and posit, positive here, um, and you just won't let me do that. No, I'm not, no, try, you I'm just not trying you to just, – You just won't for some reason. I don't know why you're such a Debbie Downer today. Maybe it's a Buffalo talk. And, no, no. I don't know. I could why. care less. I, I, no, no. Well. <laughs> That's not true there. I could care less. <laughs> I thought I'd be cashing like, a Super Bowl future <laughs> <laughs> at six to one. Oh, uh, well, I had, I had I had a little McDermott coach of the year uh, going uh, this year. Yep. Uh, he had big odds. I thought he had a legit chance. I mean, they were thirteen and or thir- fourteen and three. A uh, thirteen. Uh, yeah, yeah, fourteen and three. Right? Uh, but anyway, uh, I think the one thing for me with Russ though that is, that kind of pulls me back into the darkness is how inaccurate he was. And his reads and his progressions and how off those were. Like, can we fix those? His footwork. You know, can a guy like Sean Payton just, you know, fix that? Can he fix accuracy issues? Like, if, but if you're more comfortable in the offense and it's easier maybe to think through things and like, okay, now you're not thinking as much. That, that should help your accuracy, right? Absolutely. Your footwork, just get coached up. You know, maybe it got a little bit sloppy, right? And um, so that's... Um, you know that's that's kind of where I'm at. You know, it's and and that's that those things have got to be fixed. You know, I was thinking today about 
We're talking about Drew Brees, right? Drew Brees and Sean Payton, what a match made in heaven. And that's what we're going to get here, right, from from Russell Wilson. And that's who Russell wants to be, right? He wants to play into his early 40s, and he wants to operate in a pocket and just carve defenses apart. But the thing that separated Drew Brees from everyone else and why Drew, Drew Brees was so special, he was so stinking accurate with right. the football, right? Right. And it wasn't always chucking the ball down the football field. He could dissect you, you know, three, four yards at a time. In the passing game, and he would go through his reads and his progressions just, it just like you know, like a surgeon. That is not who just, Russ is. No, that's what I'm saying. That's that's like that. That's not who Russ is. Russ in the in the pocket, like uh, you know, going through from from left to right, one, two, three. You know, getting his fourth read. That's not who he is. Just hanging in the pocket, and so like that's the that's the part here that. When people say Drew Brees and what Sean Payton and Drew Brees did together, okay, now Sean Payton's going to be great for Russ, but Sean Payton and Drew, how they operated things, are not going to be how Sean Payton and Russell Wilson are going to be able to operate it can't be. No way. It can't be. Because and, and, that's not who Russ is. To your point, Stoke, do you know where Drew Brees ranks in the history of pro football completion percentage? Second all time. Completed more than 67%. 67. 67. You round up. That's that's 68% of his passes. That that is second ever in the history of the sport. Russell Wilson's uh, completion percentage this past year was nearly in the 50s. It was was 60.5, one of the worst marks in professional football. So, again, like when we talk about coaching, like what Sean Payton, um, you know, is going to, like, yeah, just coach him up. I don't know if you can – that that is – some of it can help, right? Some of it can help coach them up. You you you, you go. Um, you have different thoughts, different philosophies. Certainly can help. Uh, but a guy is a guy. Like what has he done his whole career? And he hasn't been that pocket um, accurate quarterback. Uh, better running game certainly will help uh, with with the passing game. So, but us- usually, you know, I mean that's that's the thing when I when I take a step back and I just think about who Sean Payton and Drew Brees were yeah. and how they went about attacking defenses. And, you know, obviously Drew, Drew could could throw the ball down the field, but, I mean, they would just dissect you apart with the short intermediate passing game and just because of how quick Drew Brees was processing the information and getting rid of the football and how accurate he was. That's not what we have here. So things are going to have to look different right. here with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. And that's going to be one of the interesting things, uh, um, just just to follow and see what it's going to look like this year compared to what it looked like you know, for with Sean Payton and Drew Brees. Here's Sean Payton earlier in the week uh, talking about what he saw from Russell Wilson on tape. And obviously, it wasn't the type of season he had wanted to have. I do feel like the last couple of weeks – we saw a little bit more of maybe what we were expecting or accustomed to, and I say we, you all, when you signed them. I think the number one job for us as coaches is in evaluating our players, what are the things that they do really well, and then let's try to uh, put them in those positions. Um, at least that that's the starting point, and, and I think that's important to highlight their strengths and also minimize maybe any weaknesses. And, and, and that's, the, that, that's kind of a... Um boilerplate answer from a coach like hey how do you fix Russ well we got to highlight the stuff he does good and mitigate the stuff that he does bad but how about this he, he says like hey we got to um the last couple games 
And it was interesting how he separated them. So he said, we, they said, when, when you signed them. Like, those are two different things here. Um, I wasn't a part of that last year. I was not a part of that. Um, <laughs> but even even in the last game of the year, in that win over the Chargers, he completed 54% of his passes, despite the three touchdowns. So th- th- there, it was not an accurate quarterback this past year. But if you do want to just be like optimistic about it, a lot of times I will say, hey, I'm not going to go here because I don't have substance to draw from. With Russell Wilson, you do have substance to draw from from earlier in his career. At a certain point in time, Russell in Seattle was, for one season, not a career, he was 68% completion percentage at one point in his career, the way that Drew Brees was for his entire career. And it doesn't need to be 68%. Can, can, it, can, it, can you split the difference between 60 and 68 and right. just be, again, we're looking for competency, not, not being elite anymore anyway? Yeah. Um, and, and hopefully we can have, we got to have some elite games though. Got to this year. Got to have some elite games. You know, uh, I mean, three touchdowns, no picks. Yeah. I mean, that's not asking too much from a guy making, you know, 160 something million guaranteed. It it shouldn't be on the surface. You got to have some of that. You just, and, and maybe it doesn't have to be the three touchdowns, no interception. I mean, you, you could have some games where it's elite, where it's, you know, two touchdowns, no interception. But man, you were just really accurate for the football, right? And you made some elite throws when it mattered the most, and we closed the game out instead of we gave the game away, right? All right, we'll see what it looks like. Um, this is a new territory that we're in. We're going to continue to um, examine it from every different angle. In the meantime, it's time for another edition Ooh. of Super Bowl trivia. We had so much fun yesterday doing this. We're running it back. Coming up next. Reacting to the news of Sean Payton's hiring and looking ahead to Billy and KC, Safeway presents Stokely and Zach. some trivia here but before we do i'm giving you a heads up that we have a story developing here that is uh very serious and it involves a member of the denver broncos uh you're not going to want to miss it we're still uh gathering some of the information uh stick around that's all i'm going to say let's play some trivia you want to have some fun so yeah, I love uh, your trivia. You do a great job with it. Um, I didn't embarrass myself yesterday, I, so I, that that was a, a positive, and hopefully I don't embarrass myself today. I'm ready. I, I don't think you're going to. You know what kind of trivia stinks? When the guy gives you the question and you're like, I have no way of knowing this this answer. Like, right. what was the attendance at Super Bowl 54? Yeah. And it's like, dude, what? Like, how am I going to get that? So you try to make them 74,323. <laughs> you try to make it attainable, but also work your brain at the same time. Yeah. Okay. You did a good job of that yesterday. We'll see if we can run it back with the same sort of fashion. Okay. This running back won Super Bowl 51 with the Patriots only to turn around and join the Eagles and beat those same Patriots in Super Bowl 52. Legarry at Blunt, you're on it. God, I thought that was going to take a little bit longer. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We'll take Legarry. It's Legarry, but 
You're 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 on it. <laughs> Blunt. Yes. Yes. Question number two. This player owns the record for longest time in between Super Bowl wins with 12 years separating the first and second Super Bowl. Wow. Um, Let me read it again for our listeners. They're driving around busy. Yeah. This player owns the record for the longest time in between Super Bowl wins with 12 years separating his first and second Super Bowl. Super Bowl win. And this could be any position. Any here. position. Right. So um, that's really, ooh, that's that's difficult. I, I don't really have a good guess, I, and I don't want to just, you know, uh, take up a, a minute here okay. on, on this on this question. Ray Lewis. Oh, wow. Huh. Wins the first with you in the year 2000. Yeah. Doesn't get back and win until the Ravens beat the yeah, Niners yeah, yeah. in um, yeah, yeah. 2012. Yeah, we remember. Thanks. What could have been? What could have been? Um, what should have been? Could have been. That wasn't. Uh, and if you remember, the hype leading up to that um, Super Bowl was, was Ray going to play? Because I think he got hurt like earlier in the year. He had the big thing on his arm and stuff like that, the deer antler spray. That was like the right. – it's like, wait, what? Um, he yeah. went and played like well his, from what I remember. his bicep or something. Yeah, it was something like that. Something like that. And he was and back he out there. It, yeah, then he came back and he made it through the playoffs. And, yeah, that, I, we remember Thanks. The longest play in Super Bowl history was a 108-yard kickoff return in Super Bowl 47. The long it's the longest play in the history of the Super Bowl, a 108-yard kickoff return Super Bowl 47. Okay, you want the guy's name? Yes, sir. I can um, give you a hint here if you if you want a little bit uh, of an assist with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, I think I need I need an assist here. Um uh that would be I'm trying to think of who won Super Bowl 47 that was 3 years before the Broncos Super Bowl 50. That's kind of how I'm playing these odds here. I mean how I'm doing this math and trying to figure out who but uh I, I it was the same Super Bowl we just referenced in 2012 for the t- uh, 2012 season. Oh, Niners Ravens. Yes. Uh Jacoby Jones. You're on it. Jacoby Jones. He was a great returner. He's the one that caught that pass, too, against us. Yeah, that year. Right. Yeah. Right. Just continues. I actually didn't put that together, and I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm actually sorry this time. I actually was not trying to put the knife in your back on that one. Just the one before that. Who is the only tight end ever to score a touchdown in Super Bowls for two different teams. <sighs> wow. I mean, I almost went to, you know, Shannon Sharp, right? But uh, he didn't score a touchdown in that Super Bowl. So, like, okay, it's not um, it's not Shannon Sharp. Uh, Correct. Who's the only tight end to score a touchdown? It, for two different teams, two different Super Bowls. Do you have um, the teams? Maybe just give me a hint because I, I don't have it. Well, one's an AFC team, one's an NFC team, and both happened in the last 15 years. Oh, okay. Um, that helps me out um, a little, but not enough. Who is it? Gronk. Gronk. Come on, it's right there. That was right there. Yeah, Tampa, New England, obviously. Uh, Gronk, yeah. All right. The highest 
passer rating, we're playing Super Bowl trivia here if you're just joining us, the highest passer rating by a quarterback in any Super Bowl came against the Denver Broncos back in Super Bowl 21. From what quarterback? Doug Williams. Good guess. Really, really stinking good guess. Dang it. Because Doug Williams has a Super Bowl record throwing four touchdowns in a right. quarter and scoring 35 points in a single quarter. Both of those are records. The 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 answer to the best quarterback rating Steve in any Young? Super Bowl happened against the Broncos, Phil Sims. Phil Sims? Yep. Wow. Yep, this is back in for the 1986 season. Wow. Yep, nearly perfect. Nearly perfect. Uh, okay, here's question number six. The most rushing yards by a quarterback, most rushing yards by a quarterback in any Super Bowl was 64 yards on the ground. That's by, it, huh? Yeah, and I think it could get broken this weekend. I think it could get broken this weekend by Jalen Hurts, whose over-under prop is about 50 and a half. Yeah. So that's, you know, 14, 15 yards less than what this quarterback did. 64 yards on the ground by what quarterback near the turn of the century? The turn of the century. Um, I don't know. Steve McNair. Oh, Steve McNair against the Rams. Did you get that? These guys are playing. But there they go. The, uh, Drew got it. All right. Um, yeah, gets. Uh, wow, what a finish that game was. Oh, my gosh. It was close. Was it? Was it Kevin Dyson. Kevin Dyson trying to stretch yeah. out, right? Maybe yeah. like a yard and a half short. Yeah. Yep. And our final question. What player is responsible for the only opening kickoff return for a touchdown in Super Bowl history? Back in Super Bowl 41. Devin Hester. Bingo. Oh. <sighs> I was reading my press clip clippings after yesterday, and I got humbled today. <laughs> no, that's, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't so bad. Yeah, no, no, it was uh, bad. Today. About 50%? No, 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 no. Well, you got, I was, way, I was you got, well below 50%. I only got, got like, like two Brunt. right. You got, um, <clears throat> yeah, you got yeah, two right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow's an opportunity for a bounce back. There we go. I'm ready. I'm ready. In the, in the most recent break, you guys, we were made aware of a full-blown report about a Denver Bronco in classic investigative journalism style. And the Bronco is Russell Wilson. It's next. Reacting to the news of Sean Payton's hiring and looking ahead to Philly and KC, Safeway presents Stokely and Zach. A story breaking right now from the USA Today, a obviously national outlet. It's in all 50 states, and this is um, this is this is a tricky one, okay? Because this came out, this hit the presses right before we got on the air, 13 minutes before we got on the air, so we had no idea. This was just brought to our attention within the last 25 minutes. The story is a very long story. I'm holding it in, in my hand, hard copy, and it is uh, eight pages long at least. 
with documents embedded within the piece. The piece is written by Jason Wolf, who's an investigative uh, journalist. And the headline is, Russell Wilson's Why Not You Foundation Raises Millions. Less than half goes to charity. Now, the author makes sure to say that Russell um, does a lot of good stuff in the community. We know that to be true. Seattle Children's Hospital, when he was a quarterback, um, they, they do a lot of, uh, they, they donate a lot of their time, okay? And I, and, and I want to make sure before we um, even approach it, because that's really all we're going to do, because we haven't read the entire right. article. We're doing it during commercial breaks. But this is going to be a big story, I would imagine, for uh, Russell Wilson personally. This investigative journalist, they did a investigation into all the nonprofit organizations run by all the Walter Payton Man of the Years. Okay. And they they said one has really stuck out, and it's Russell Wilson's Why Not You uh, Foundation. Uh, this author, let's say his name uh, one more time, uh, Jason Wolf says a six-month investigation by the USA Today Network into nonprofits founded by Payton Award winners, Walter Payton Man of the Year Award winners, found that Wilson's organization reported it spent almost $600,000 or just 24 cents of every dollar on charitable activities in 2020 and 2021 combined and nearly twice as much, over a million dollars, on salaries and employee benefits in that span, according to federal tax records, they actually have the tax records embedded in this article. So this is full blown like Nikki Javala, six month long, long form investigative journalism. Um, it, it sounds like because uh, I'm not just going to read the report here on the air, but it sounds like the CEO makes more than twice the average of a nonprofit. It's over two hundred thousand um, dollars. There's someone else that, you know, make 70 grand for, you know, 15 hours of work. And they have all the, they have all the um, um, money in and out. And it sounds like the money that they do raise that goes to charitable works are actually not um, done directly by this Why Not You Foundation. They are given in the form of grants to other nonprofits. Then they say they know what's best to do with them, these specific nonprofits. Um, Interesting. Very. Um, they have all the tax returns. They have all the finances down to like the, the percentage of every dollar. Um, and it sounds like for a while now that um, not enough of the money that they were raising was going to the efforts that they said they were raising it for. And a lot of the, 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 the management really, it sounds like three people at the top of this um, nonprofit. Why not you um, are making uh, quite a bit of, a lot more money than you would think that they were making. Yeah, for for a, a nonprofit and a charitable organization, you would think that more of the money would be going to charity and not into people's pocket for their salary. I'm not saying that some people don't deserve, you know, uh, the uh, the salary. You know, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you're running a charity, right. sure. Um, but if um, if you're not putting in a lot of hours and you're making a big number, it just doesn't correlate, especially for a nonprofit where this money is supposed to be going to help people out. Uh, so it doesn't, like you said, look, we just got this. And um, But the headline reads, Russell Wilson's Why Not You Foundation Raises Millions. Less than half goes to charity. 
that's not what you want. No. You know, that's uh, – so obviously this has been a, a – <clears throat> A real, real investigation here. I mean, they, they have it. It's it's front and back page. I mean, this is probably a 16, 17, 18 page type of um, investigation, re, uh, investigative report here. Uh, I mean, it's 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 a big, big, uh, it's a big deal. It's not, and it's not, it's just not a good look. That's not what no. you want. I mean, Russ does do a lot of great things, um, and it's not, not a good look at all. They, um, they call a lot of the achievements uh, that they had other nonprofit like uh, uh, experts um, weigh in and, okay, and, and right. show yeah. like show and they said what they, it should look like. Yeah, and- they said the achievements are quote marketing fluff, and it sounds like um, they 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 used a term here, and I'm trying to find it again. Um, they used a term. It's like it was like sort of the wild west at the top of this um, at the top of this. Uh, uh, nonprofit. Uh, why not you? So um, we're going to continue to to read this during it's a big the, story. It, it it's is a big story. It like is. when you go through all the Walter Payton Man of the Years, and that's why you know you said this. They did it to look at the, all these charities that um, that these uh, players have, and when you go through it, and the one that sticks out is Russell Wilson's, and the one that they write their report about is Russell Wilson's. That just tells you really all you need. All I need to know. This thing is really flawed. Right, they weren't going after just Russell Wilson. No, they didn't go about to like, hey, no. let's look into Russell Wilson's life here and his charitable um, foundation. No, they 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 were looking at all the Walter Payton Man of the Years, and this is the one that stuck out. This is why they wrote the report on it because it's bad. It's not a good look, right? Deducing a thousand percent, they cast the widest net over all these winners, and they're writing about Russ, and 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 maybe like. I'm not naive enough to think that like some you know stuff doesn't happen with some of these charities you know around the country and but it, it, they're writing about the most egregious one, and it sounds like millions of dollars uh, went to these uh, top three employees at the top of this uh, nonprofit, and you're talking about like years years where you go by and there's less than a quarter of out of every out of every dollar excuse me going to actual charity works and then they're paying for you know. They're writing them off as expenses and salaries, and uh, this is not good for Russ. And we have not heard a lot from Russell Wilson here recently, and I have sort of, like, deduced myself, like, you know what? Russell's just actually doing what he should be doing right now, like laying low, keeping a low profile. you got a new coach who's kind of, you know. He's taking the Sean Payton approach. Taking the Sean Payton approach, like less social media. Just right. keep a low profile. Grind in silence. We don't need to hear about every step of your day. And Russell's been really quiet, and I've sort of in the back of my mind, like, I wonder if he's just kind of turning a new leaf, you know? And I wonder if the real reason is that he knows this is going on. Well, I know he knows what's going on because in the article it said they have reached out and they have not heard back. They they cannot get a comment. No one is doing an interview. Um, so it's going to be interesting to hear the um, you know, two sides of every story to, to, to hear what uh, they have to say about it. But certainly, I think, uh, and I don't know because I don't have a foundation like this or, or anything like this, but it seems like there, when you do something like this, you would say, hey, all the money that we get in, you know, 75% of it's got to go to charity. That's where we start. Then the other 25%, you know, um, 
uh, we'll, we'll, we'll allocate for salaries, yeah. right? Something like that. Because someone's got to run it, and you've got to compensate them right. for running a, a But you a, have to have a number, right, that you, that you say, this is going to charity. This is, you know, when we're raising $5 bucks, you know, we got 75% of that money's going to charity. And then, you know, the, the, the other 25%, right, that's, that's what we'll use to compensate our employees. Uh, but, I mean, th- this, thing's like, this seems like it's backwards. Yeah. Like 25% is going to charity and 75% is going to your employees. Elsewhere, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right? That's not, that doesn't really make uh, a whole lot of sense to me. That's not a great charity well, at uh, all. Um, Mark Rogers, uh, Russell's agent, was reached out to. He did give a comment. He said, I think that these people were paid appropriately based on their talent, experience, and the knowledge that they were bringing to us. Uh, apparently, Mark Rogers is the one that negotiated these contracts, according mm-hmm. to this uh, report. Um, again, I, I, we're, we're just we're, if you're just joining us, we're just sort of going through this for the first time that the USA Today uh, has concluded a sixth six-month investigation that started by looking into all the Walter Payton Man of the Year um, award winners, nonprofits, and the one that stunk the most, I guess I could fairly say, is Russell Wilson's Why Not You Foundation. They have a lengthy, explosive report that is not good for Russell Wilson. I expect them to publicly fight this like as much as you... I don't you know if you can. Mm. The documents, this is what the documents say. I mean, you can say you got good people running it, but when you only have 25 cents of every dollar going to charity, that's not a good charity. That's not a good foundation. That's not what it's supposed to look like. I know that. Yeah. I know that. So how do you fight this? And it just, I mean, it's documented. It was. You got tax returns. You got documentation. They have all of it. They have all of it. Who's the fall guy? Well, it's a good question. You got to have a fall guy. That's what the the one um, uh, legend told us. At one time, right? Yes, that was the great philosopher. That was the great philosopher, uh, Chris Carter. Chris Carter, uh, who at the rookie symposium years ago uh, told rookies that if you got a crew, you got to have a fall guy in the crew. If y'all got a crew, you got to have a fall guy in the crew. Yeah, someone will probably fall for this. Before I was trying to gather my thoughts and remember the word that they used, and I said um, "Wild West" yeah. at the top of this charity. Um, in the article, they said the governance structure was, quote, a virtual free-for-all. Wow. Is, wow. is, 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 is how they word it. So, not good. No. Not a good look. No. Um, is Mark Rogers the fall guy? Sounds like he's the one that set this thing up. Yeah. Or that's going to be what it's going to come out. And he says, out. hey, these people are really talented. But in, in, in the article. Getting money. They said the nonprofit space is governed by Put fair market pocket. value. They said, you can say, oh, they're super talented. That's fine. In the for-profit space, space, the sky's the limit. Pay right. them whatever you want. But in the non-profit space, no matter how talented you are, no matter how qualified you are, you are subject to those limits for comparable compensation. And they're using right. other non-profits for the comparable compensation, saying this doesn't match anything else. Yep, yep, yep. Not not good. Not good for us. Not, not a good look at all. Not what you want to have uh, come up today, this offseason, after the year you had. I mean, he was already, you know, on the mat. After last year, just left, right, former teammates all over the place, dragging them all over, and just bad publicity. And now, now you have this. Mm, not good. It sounds like they left entire people off their federal tax forms. And and Mark Rogers says it's chalked up to human error. Oh, this is not oh, good. Oh. This is not good.
Not a good story. Uh, oh, Russell Wilson excuse. and his uh, and his uh, uh, charity, uh, his nonprofit, Why Not You Foundation, under serious scrutiny with old school investigative journalism. We'll take a time out. We'll be right back.